What up, podcasters? Uh, sorry to disappoint you if you've come here looking for the Beck side of the Ellie and Beck show. Uh, unfortunately, he's off sick today. So the next uh, 20 minutes or so of this podcast is just going to be me. But don't worry. I've included all the bits that I talk to people because otherwise you're just going to be hearing me go on and on by myself like I'm doing right now. Actually, there's a couple of bits in there. There's one thing about me. I'm being scared of magpies that is kind of me just going on and on and on. But regardless, enjoy. There's a story about a naked dude uh, in a car wash. That's a bit of fun. Stumbling across something dangerous, also a bit of fun, and a game of clickbait. So go for it. So you're in the digital age, eh? Too cool for the radio. So you've downloaded this. You've actually chosen to listen. Sorry in advance, but here goes Ellie and Bex. Last night I had a beach volleyball game, Sunshine Coast Indoor Sports. We won. Don't want to toot my own horn, horn too much, but that never happens, so I feel like I have to mention it. Uh, and we were having our victory beers after the game and I don't even know how we got on the topic. I think I put my arm out and I, I've i got this big scar, right, on the on the kind of top of my hand and someone said, oh, how'd you get your scar? And next minute we were swapping scar stories. It's a hard sentence to say, swapping scar stories. Oh, no, it's not. For about an hour and we just kept going round and round the table and everyone had a scar story or knew someone who had a scar story. So I thought, this is perfect for the radio. Let's hear about the horrific scar injuries you've got because everyone's got a scar of some description. You know what I mean? Um, Mine came from a trip to Greece back in 2017. My friend and I thought, uh, we'll hire a little scooter. And I I had my scooter licence right? And so I thought, I am so fine at driving scooters. Turns out that was not the case. Um, we kind of went round a bend, skidded a little bit, and I face planted down uh, with my hand still on the handlebar. So it kind of like flipped. And then my friend flipped over the top and she broke her arm and her leg and I scraped every inch of my body. So I do have scars kind of all over me, but the most noticeable one is on the back of my wrist or front of my wrist. What's the top of your hand called? Anyway, irrelevant. So if you ever meet me, you'll notice that that's my big scar and now you'll know that's how I got it. And so 545-11919. Let's swap some scar stories. Uh, The more gruesome, the better. I'm feeling like I'm in a weird mood today. How'd you get your scar? It is as simple as that. Jess is in Burnside. Jess, how'd you get your scar? Well, my stepdad actually put me upside down in our house. And the fan was going full bore, and my foot has just gone in between the blades. And it's obviously tried to stop and just kept cutting into my leg. And mum's freaked out, and they've shoved me in the car off to the hospital with my leg up in the air. Everyone's screaming the whole way. I'm obviously so calm as a kid, and like everyone's freaking out around me. But yeah, I got four needles, three stitches, and um, the scar's here to this day. Oh my goodness. Oh, you're so lucky you didn't get your leg lopped off. I'm, I'm glad I was upside down, to be honest. Oh, my God, good point. Could have been your neck. So how deep was the cut? Um, It was pretty deep, yeah. No, well, the fan was going high and, yep, just got 
shove straight in between us. Oh, God. Did your stepdad just feel awful? Of course. Yes. <laughs> I think it only just gotten with my mother at this time oh, in no. the relationship too. <laughs> and he never turned a fan on in the house again. <laughs> oh, well, we've got higher ceilings. We've always had – he's a builder and we've always had higher ceilings ever since. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Sounds like the safest way to be. Oh, what a great story. Thanks, Jess. That's all right. All right, let's move on to Billy and Caloundra. Billy, what's your scar story? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, when I was about three, I had a, um, like, open-heart operation. It, but they, to get to it, they had to go from under my arm right round, um, halfway around my back. Ooh. Anyway, um, so I've got this massive scar there now. And when I first met my wife, I went down the beach and I first got my shirt off when I, when I, after I'd met her and she saw the scar and she and I used to be in a lot of sports and a lot of activities anyway she said what's that scar from I said oh that was just when I was when I was do- diving once I just we were diving in this reef and <laughs> feeding these fish and this shark come along and I said and it just got its jaws around me and I said the only way I could get it away was to poke it in the eye with my fingers and I said so there's a shark swimming around now that's blind it must be running into reefs all the time but I said I got away. Oh, that's amazing! She said, and she was so taken that she. Um, we were going to a mother, mother and mum and dad's place that weekend, and her sisters and everything were going to be there. Yeah. And uh, I could see she was she was working up to tell them this story about what had happened to me. You know, I'd survived all these things. I'd been eaten, half eaten by a shark, <laughs> and I had to tell her on the way. I said, "Listen, darling, that's that story about the shark. It's not quite true. Oh. It was actually a." Of a surgeon that done <laughs> <laughs> Billy, Billy, Billy. I mean, you know what they say: chicks dig scars, and so it obviously yeah. worked for you quite well. Well, it was it was a good half a week. I got out of it anyway before yeah. I should have had to tell her. Oh, you should have <laughs> kept it up. You should have kept it yeah. up to this day. <laughs> Ellie and Bex, ninety-one point nine CFL. I am here watching videos of Sunny Coast men taking their clothes off and going through a car wash. Yeah, you heard me right. Uh, It's surfaced today and it's doing the rounds all over the news outlets. The Parklands Car and Dog Wash in Meriden Plains is where it happened and I've got the owner joining me now. Hello, Jeff. Hi, Ali. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Now, I'm not going to lie. I saw the footage of this this morning and I thought instantly I've got to get Jeff on for a first-hand account. Now, you noticed that something was up and thought you'd check the CCTV. Is that how it all kind of happened? Exactly. Went back and had a look and he went up and paid the money and he advanced into the auto machine, but unfortunately he didn't take his car with him or clothes. <laughs> okay. All right. So was... Did he not have clothes on when he paid for it or did he take his clothes off afterwards? How did it happen? Oh, well, he had his had his mate there um, filming. So he was, you know, on a bit of a misadventure straight off and he went into the automatic machine and, of course, the sensors on the machine would have been looking for the, the end of the car. He was moving with the machine and he just went, no, I can't do this and it shuts off <laughs> for safety reasons. And he would have been uh, doused in a a low pH designed to dissolve road grime and burr droppings. And (gasps) so he would have been needing a rinse down real quick. Oh, gee, so it would have stung him a bit. Uh, Yeah, it would have been building up. So, yeah, that's why he would have moved into the uh, self-serve bay and he was acting probably a little bit needing to be rinsed off. Yeah, right. So it looked like he was in a bit of pain. 
Oh, yeah. It would, <laughs> it would have been like, uh, just think of chilli on your tongue, but it's all over your skin. <laughs> I mean, it kind of serves him right a little bit. Would you reckon it was some kind of a prank or a dare? Or do you reckon he just needed a shower? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I think he took on a little bit more than he, he bargained for. And even with if it went to the, the high-pressure jets mm. cycle, he would have just lost his skin. Oh, really? Jeez. I've always been a bit scared when I sit in the car and the car wash is going around it, and now I feel like I've got reason to. If it's that dangerous, <laughs> there's chemicals. Oh, it's, not, it's not dangerous if you're in the car, yeah. like, like a massage. Yeah, like you're supposed to be. So are you going to be pursuing any um, criminal charges or anything, or you reckon it's just a bit of fun? It's just a bit of fun. He's a legend, and that he's got a reputation now, and... You know, he's welcome to come in and bring his car in and we'll finish the wash. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you've got a whole bunch of car washes there, do you? We have. We've got four self-service bays. There you go. Amazing. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the show this afternoon and sharing that cracking story. And make sure you get down to Parkland's car and dog wash in Meriden Plains. Thanks for coming on the show, Jeff. Thanks, Ali. Thank you very much for bringing <laughs> Ellie and Bex. 91.9. See you at 545 I'm going to be asking the question, did you stumble across something, be it accidentally or not, dangerous? I'm talking a dangerous snake. I'm talking a dangerous weapon. I'm talking anything that is unsafe and you've thought, I should probably call an authority about this. They're the stories that I'm going to want. Now, the reason that I'm bringing you this is because an article's come out in the Daily today about a Lake Wyber resident named Janet. Hello, Janet, if you're listening, um, who the other day was just watching her dog Fun fact, her dog's name's Ellie. I like to think that you named your dog after me, Janet, but whatevs. Probably didn't. Um, (laughs) Ellie was in the backyard happily chewing away, right? And then Janet realises upon closer inspection that what she's chewing on doesn't look quite right. So she gets up and she takes a look at it and realises that there's a little pin up the top of it. It kind of looks like a a rusty football. And then all of a sudden she realises, is this... Is this a grenade that Ellie is chewing on? So instantly, thrown into chaos, right, calls the cops. The cops bring in the bomb squad and they have to try and figure out whether this grenade is a real grenade or not, which apparently up in Lake Wyber is a very real possibility because that used to be a training ground. So anyway, they uh, get closer, they do their tests, I don't know, get the robot in or whatever they do, and they figure out that it's not a real grenade. But for a second there... Janet thought that she and Ellie were goners. So, on that note, 545 When did you accidentally stumble across something dangerous? It happened to me once. I was doing some work uh, down on the Gold Coast for the Commonwealth Games and got a message from my Airbnb host being like, hey, just letting you know that our dog has been barking and uh, we've noticed that there's a massive python in the backyard. So, maybe just be careful when you get home. What do you mean? There's a massive, massive python in the backyard. Not okay. I got home and I tell you what, I sprinted so fast from my car to my house that uh, it was not funny. I could have been competing at the Commonwealth Games. Let's go to Bridget in Mullaney. Hello, Bridget. Hi. What have you stumbled across that was a little bit iffy? Well, um, my friend and I once we actually stumbled across two things. Okay. In basically one go, but we were... We'd out, we're out doing this walk and beforehand we'd fully been warned about like, they're like, oh, look out for 
There's like snakes, heaps of spiders. There's like sometimes cassowaries roaming around. Oh, like all these different things. And we were like, we were up north. So there were like crocodiles. We, we'd been like amped up at all the stuff. So we're like, we'll be fine. We won't come across anything. We get like 700 meters into the walk and we just hear this snarl. And we see this huge boar with like tusks. What? A, like a massive pig? Is that what a boar is? Yeah, literally. Yeah, like literally a massive. We're just so unprepared. But a massive pig with giant tusks. Here's you with your like across. crocodile nets and spears ready to go. You were not expecting a boar. No. So, you know, we've been prepared to come across something dangerous, but, you know, not that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we get to the end of the walk. This is the National Park. And there's a sign that says, um, like, caution could be unexploded ammunition. Oh. <laughs> so we were, like, just been wandering through a minefield with wild boars and unexploded ammunition. It's I mean, to be fair, though, like, surely the boars would set off the ammunition if there was ammunition there, you know? Like, if they're just roaming around willy-nilly... They're going to get I know. blown up first, surely. Well, maybe that's why they, like, let them out there. I don't know. But <laughs> we weren't prepared for either of those things. They let them out as sacrificial lambs or sacrificial pigs more so. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad you lived to tell the tale, Bridget. I'm just glad to be here. I know. You and me both. Thank you for your call. <laughs> Anytime. Oh, let's move on to Lynn. Lynn, have you stumbled across something dangerous? Oh, I did when I was a child. <gasps> what happened? Uh, being naughty, we wagged school and we wagged it at the back of the PCYC there at Nambour and the clock turned up. So we took off and ran through a field and the police wouldn't come through the field. They weren't chasing us and we were thinking, yep, we're home free. And they're yelling out, come back, come back. And we're just, you know, giving the old flips and stuff like that. And then they're turning around, they're going, bull, and we're going, no, bull to you. And yeah, <laughs> big, big bull in the paddock. <gasps> You're kidding me. So what happened? Did the bull charge at you? Oh, yeah, we ran. We ran. Yes. I don't think we've ever ran so fast in all of our lives. <laughs> and, of course, we had no choice but to run back towards the police and got busted, oh, got no. put into the police car, got <gasps> taken back to Nambour. Yep. You're kidding. <gasps> But on the plus side, at least you got a free um, trip to running of the bulls in Spain. So there you go. You didn't even need to go to Spain for it. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yes, exactly. I ran with the bulls. Exactly. So. When people say they went to Pamplona, you can say, I didn't need to. I went to Nambul. <laughs> oh, what a story. Thanks so much for your call, Lynn. Not a problem, Nelly. You have a good afternoon. You too, my friend. And stay safe out there, sunny coast. There's dangerous things everywhere. Ellie and Bex. Why read the news when you can guess it? It's Ellie and Bex. Clickbait. Exactly. Who needs accurate news reports uh, when you can just guess them on the radio? That's what we're doing. Basically, I'll throw out a headline that I've seen on news.com.au today that, let's face it, is designed to get you to click on the article. And you've got to tell me what you reckon the article's about. So, uh, Jim in Tin Can Bay, hello, your first cab off the rank. How are you this afternoon? I'm well, thanks, bud. Um, I'm going to read you the headline and you've got to tell me what you reckon it's about, okay? The weird Aussie shower habit exposed. And then it goes on to say, a Dutch woman living in Sydney has been left confused after using her new Aussie boyfriend's bathroom and finding something strange. What do you reckon 
Well, they might think it's strange, but I reckon she found an empty can of beer. <laughs> Shower beers. <laughs> Interesting guess. Interesting guess. I'm going to pop you on hold. We're going to go to Amy from Mountain Creek. Amy, have you got a guess? Mine was beers too. I Yours thought it was, was beers. <laughs> Amazing. Jada in the Glasshouse Mountains. Oh, I can hear myself. Just turn me back. Turn me down in the background there, Jada. Hello, Jada. Oh, she's nervous. Hello. Hello. What do you think's in the shower? Uh, toothpaste. Toothpaste. Good guess. And much more um, beautifully naive than the other two guesses. Proud of you, Jada. Uh, and finally, Emily and Pat Palmwoods, what do you reckon it is? It's got to be shower beer. <laughs> you know what? News.com.au. You are not as clever as you think. It was indeed shower beers. Well done, all three of you, Jim, Emily and Amy. But, Jim, you got in first, bud. Well done. Awesome, Doug. You're a fan of shower beers? Of course. Of course, That's yeah. why I've got a nice little neat shelf in my shower, <laughs> typically to house my beers. <laughs> there you go. Ellie and Bex. But I do have a bit of a public service announcement for the whole sunny coast. There's something that is officially on the prowl around the coast at the moment. The council's come out and said, look, be warned, these creatures... They're out and about. It's breeding season and they want to get you. I know it's very misleading that I'm playing the Jaws sound effect right now because it's not sharks. I can get, I mean, I'm sure there's sharks out there, so always be careful of them. But no, spring is here next week and the magpies are here, guys. The magpie swooping season has officially begun. Um, so be on the lookout for them. The council's come out and said, look, they will swoop you um, if they see you. Some of them, not all of them, but if you get too close to their nest, then they're going to go for you. So be careful if you're on bikes. Maybe wear those cute little helmets with the little um, zip ties that fly. I mean, you don't look great, let's face it, but it'll potentially save you being swooped. The other day I was in my backyard, and this is before I knew that it was officially swooping season, and I had um, a massive magpie it was literally just watching me while I was trying to do my show prep. Here's a little bit of how that went down. That is the world's biggest magpie and it is literally just waiting to attack me. Its beak has like a hook on it. Do I like swat it away or do I just remain really still or like do I scare it? Like look at the hook on its beak. That could do some serious damage. Oh god he's looking at me. Oh god he's coming. Oh my god. Okay, he's just... <gasps> what do I do? So as you can see, I'm really brave when it comes to magpies. So whatever, I didn't even care. Maybe, maybe not. But be careful, Psychost. Apparently they remember your face too. I don't want to instill more fear, but they do. So look out. Ellie and Bex.